Hey gang, the podcast starts in a moment, but first, this episode of Screen Talk Emmy Edition is sponsored by ABC's Emmy-nominated comedy Blackish, starring Emmy nominees Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross. For your Emmy consideration and outstanding comedy series and all other comedy categories, don't forget to vote-ish. Welcome back to Screen Talk Emmy Edition Part 2, Episode uh-huh. 2, um, with Executive Editor of IndieWire, Michael Schneider, expert of all things television. I am described as Editor-at-Large Ann Thompson, which means that I swan in on various things, including television. You cover uh, it in all. the awards universe. You are and at large. I'm at large. And so, we're going to do uh, long form today. Starting uh, with, and we're just going to run through a bunch of different categories and lay out what we think uh, the strongest contenders might be. And uh, we're going to start with movie mini supporting actor. And I have a question for you right off the top. Yes. The leading contender in this category is, in my humble estimation, the lead of this series, Assassination of Gianni Versace. Edgar Ramirez. Explain this to me. Well, you know, ultimately, Johnny Versace. Versace. Yeah, you're right. Versace is is in the name. So it's it's kind of funny that Edgar Ramirez would be in the supporting category. But ultimately, this this uh, series was a lot more about Andrew Cunanan. It was about the history of of him. And and so Darren Chris, in some ways, was the true lead of of this miniseries. Edgar Ramirez wasn't in every episode. Darren Chris was as it followed his murder spree. So, uh, you know, the, the series was bookended by the the death of Johnny Versace but uh you know ultimately I think he got away with with uh submitting himself in the supporting actor category because he wasn't in every episode and, and you know like much of this it's gamemanship it's about yes it is and we know we're familiar with this on the Oscar side you go in right. the category you have the best chance of of winning in and it looks like he has a good chance he's really very good in in the series I like him a lot and yeah. and I recognize that he has a good shot here do you agree? I, I agree too. I mean, I think what's interesting and we're, we'll, we'll find as we go through all the limited uh, series and, and TV movie categories is that, and I think we mentioned this last week in our first episode, the, uh, the, the, the long form categories feel a little light this year, strangely enough, despite the fact that we're living in peak TV era. Uh, you know, it's, it's actually interesting. What's, what's sort of the leading contenders, uh, you know, things that haven't been seen by a huge number of people that weren't phenomenons the way two years ago, people versus OJ was, uh, you know, Johnny Versace is, is, is doing quite well. This is supposedly American crime story and it's yeah. Ryan Murphy, uh, again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know it did fine. It it got decent reviews, but it wasn't a phenomenon. The I way thought people the were. acting was really good, but I have to say it was strangely structured. It was uh, an odd uh, pacing. Uh, it was gorgeous to look at. I mean, I can imagine this doing really well in other categories like production design and costumes. But um, this this did. I was a little. It got it got very good reviews, but when I caught up with it finally, um, it was a little bit. Um, underwhelming i have to say well you know what was interesting about it and, and i think i remember mentioning this at the time is that it, it, it's it's kind of like an anthology series wrapped inside a limited series in that there was a you know period of time where every week it was a, a, a different uh murder that uh you it know had as, a procedural you, feel to it yeah yeah way. 
Exactly. And so it, it uh, was a little harder to define than People versus OJ, which you knew exactly what you were getting. This so. is true. It was more straightforward. This one moved around in time a good deal. All right. So then you have Michael Shannon in Fahrenheit 451, which played at Cannes, HBO, a uh, very uh, classy remake of, of a favorite of mine. Um, and he's a, obviously a movie star who gets extra points for coming into uh, the television universe. He never disappoints. Why is he doing so well here? Well, it's interesting. Well, I think it's because he's Michael Shannon, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so he, he does have that name. You're right. So so I think that helps. Uh, also, Fahrenheit 451 just aired. It was just on HBO. So, uh, you know, there, there is probably a little bit of a familiarity because uh, it, it just received a ton of marketing and, uh, you know, it was just on a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, the reviews weren't great. That's why uh, I'm looking up Metacritic because I want to see how bad they yeah. actually were. All right, look at that. That says 47. I had the same impression that it got bad reviews. It, 47 is terrible. Yeah. Well, Why so, would so, this even be in the running for anything? Well, so so that goes back to my feeling that it's it's interesting that the long form categories are, are feel a little lackluster. That the you know there's nothing here that was a phenomenon or or that the reviews were great. There's there's a lot of strong shows here, but nothing that was overwhelming. And and so I think it comes down to Michael Shannon being Michael Shannon, the HBO marketing, uh, you know, machine still being pretty strong, especially during Emmys, uh, and. Yeah, so so that's why he's there. And you know what's what's interesting is you look beyond the other front runners, and you've got several from the Looming Tower, who, which I think it, is excellent. I yeah, think this they, is one of the strongest ones in this category, and and Michael Stolbarg is 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 really good in it. They could potentially uh, cancel each other out, though. When you've got you know you've got him, you've got uh, Peter Sarsgaard, you've got Bill Camp, all in the running. So why is Jeff Daniels? All right. So well, it, of all these people here, Jeff Daniels in Godless would seem to me to be the front runner. Why is he so far? That we're just for the sake of argument, we're looking at something that is not an anything predictive. We're looking right. at Gold Derby just to give us a sense of what other people in our field are doing. Um, I would argue that Jeff Daniels is the one who'll win this. Oh, I think I think it's a possibility. I think he's definitely in the running. And yeah, you're right. The, you, you can't, uh, especially this early in the race, still, it's it's hard to say who really is going to be the ultimate front runner. But well, Jeff speaking Daniels of early in the race, give us the time uh, the time frame because right we're coming right up on the beginning of actual voting. Voting starts Monday, yeah. so it all you know really begins. It feels like the longest lead up ever. Uh, you know, we, we, <laughs> and the uh, FYC uh, events are going fast and furious. I I went to one for uh, the documentaries at Netflix. I went to another one for uh, Mindhunter. I mean, they're they're just every night you could go to one. I'm going to one tonight for Homeland. I'm going to one tomorrow night for uh, for another Netflix uh, series, Black Mirror. I mean, they're, you're you're probably doing some of the same. Thing. Things. Yeah, you don't have to cook really for two months no. if, if you don't want to. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and that's the thing is these, these FYC events have been going on since the end of February. Unbelievable. So, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're slowly coming into the home stretch, but it's still pretty incredible just the, the amount of events, you know, multiple events on the same night uh, a lot of times. And, you know, you've got official Academy events, you have unofficial Academy events. Then, of course, you've got the Netflix space, you had the Amazon space. Yeah, it's it's insane. But that's why it kind of feels 
funny that only now is voting finally beginning because the campaigning has been going on for so long. But I guess well, it's, you know. it's what we're talking about. It's this enormous panoply of, of choices, and and uh, you know this is how they try to get uh, people to to pay attention to their product. But here here we have Shan- we have Michael Stolbarg, Peter Sarsgaard, and Bill Camp all from Looming Tower, all competing. For the supporting actor, and I would have to suggest in this category, then I I would lean into Bill Camp. Yeah, I mean Bill Camp's great. Uh, you know, another name that's that's uh, in the mix is uh, you know speaking of uh, assassination of Johnny Versace, Ricky Martin. Mm, uh, Ramirez would counteract him, don't you think? Uh, Perhaps, uh, well, yeah. When when ultimately voting came, but there's there's a shot of of both of them ending up as nominees. Uh, you know, I could potentially see them c- competing against each other. Uh, you know, Ricky Martin played uh, Johnny Versace's lover on on the, the miniseries. On kind the of a breakout series. role for and, him, where he's more yeah, and, openly gay now and so forth. So yeah, yeah, a strong acting role. Uh, you know, s- strong role for him. Kind so more than we've seen him do before. I would agree. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, you know, some some big names that are also sort of bubbling under in the in the mix. Uh, you know, there's always a surprise or two. So don't count out John Leguizamo or Sam, from from Waco, Sam Waterston from Godless. He's not uh, in it very much, though. Yeah. Bill Pullman from I the mean, center. he can't compete. He can't compete with Jeff Daniels. Right. Right, but but uh, you know other names. Uh, so so Bill Pullman. Uh, you know the the center actually was critically acclaimed. Also a ratings hit for USA. Uh, then you have uh, Scoot McNary for Godless, who's really uh, good, and um, I, for one, felt that I'd seen him do a kind of heroic character portrayal that I'd never seen him do before. Um, I was surprised at what he did in that in that series. Yeah, no, absolutely, and. I'm just I'm I'm looking down the list of some of the other oh, uh, Hugo you know. Weaving is amazing in Patrick Melrose. Now we talked about this last week. Patrick Melrose is just breaking now, and I will have to suggest to everyone listening that this is a really good series at a very high level, and I could see this moving up, assuming that enough people see it. Yeah, yeah, it's in the hunt. I think my favorite uh, contender uh, this year for. Uh, the the supporting actor uh, in a movie or miniseries uh, would be uh, Alice Cooper <laughs> for Jesus Christ Superstar. I missed that completely. Now Which, another uh, series that seems to be in the mix a little bit is is The Alienist, and I um, confess that that I I just assumed it was a little on the cheesy side. Uh, what what's your sense of of where that ranks? Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I know they're making a, a, a big push for it. Uh, I, I recently talked to Dakota Fanning, who'll be in an upcoming episode of my podcast. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, you know, I think Turner's, uh, you know, biggest uh, play in, in trying to get on the boards for, for Emmy consideration in the uh, at least scripted drama uh, categories. So, you know, TBD, but it's, it's, you know, I think it's kind of overwhelmed by some of these other big names. Is uh, Little, and and little Women you were a little dismissive of last time. Oh, um, was I? Uh, well, I, I, I didn't get the sense that you thought it was going to break through. Um, and and uh, I, I thought it was well done. Um, and it I mean, I don't know. Well reviewed. Yeah, it's it's so it's a jump ball. I, I don't think you know. I'm I'm quite dismissive of it. Uh, you know, I think it's it's got a possibility like like anything else. 
So why don't we uh, on Metacritic? Uh, eh, that's that's yeah. We, if we don't keep moving along, we're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's supporting so actors. Here's now. the next uh, the next category is uh, movie mini supporting actress. Again, we have Gianni Versace uh, at the top, Penelope Cruz in a blonde wig as Donatella. <laughs> yeah, yep. kind of a fun, juicy, uh, slightly campy role. She's fantastic. Yeah. So, is she so, in it enough to be warranting a, a number one position here? Is she, it's a little bit of a smaller part. Well, it's a support. That's why she's supporting. So it's it's uh, you know that makes sense. I, I think uh, you know there's there's a number of other Johnny Versace folks that are probably in it as much as she is uh, that that are also aiming for supporting, including Judith Light, uh, who is also a bit player in Johnny Versace, and uh, you know you've got some other big names competing. Uh, Laura Dern in Twin Peaks, to me, she's probably the front runner. Very popular. But, very uh, popular. And so is Nicole Kidman, who, of course, won last year for uh, Big Little Lies. And this time she's back with the second ep- uh, series uh, of, of Top of the Lake, this time China Girl. Um, she, she's fantastic, always. Yeah, yeah. And then Angela Lansbury is an interesting case because she's been nominated 18 times for the Emmy and never won. And she plays Aunt March in Little Women. And I would say there could be some sentiment attached to her uh, as, as given her uh, nonagenarian status. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. If if uh, you know, it's time to to honor her with uh, an Emmy. So so this would be one possibility, one one option. Um, you know, other other names in the mix. Uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Patrick Melrose, Julia Ormond, Howard's End. Uh, Naomi, speaking of Twin Peaks, Naomi Watts, Merritt Weaver for Godless, Godless, was yeah. excellent. Ellen Burstyn in uh, The Tale. Uh, Got a couple from Howard's End, uh, Julia Ormond, and also Tracy Ullman as possibilities. Uh, I wouldn't say that either of them were in it long enough to to really register. Right, um, right. They're a little further down on the list of uh, contenders. Yeah, that's so. that's a good that's a good group. Um, and then you have, uh, yeah, I think. Emily Watson, I thought, was excellent in Little Women, but I'd have to give the edge to Angela Lansbury, as the uh, odds makers are doing. Okay, then we have uh, movie mini actor. And again, Gianni Versace's leading the pack for Darren Chris. Is that really the front runner? Um, that's a good question. I, 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 I thought he he this this was a fantastic role for him. He he really stood out and, and really did a great job as as Kunanen. I don't know how well known he is uh, in, in the larger community. Uh, well, this among would voters. be a discovery. This would be a breakout, really. Yeah, beyond it, what he was able to do in something like Glee, you know. Right, right. So the Glee fans obviously know Darren Chris well, and also you know music fans. He's he's you know been on stage. He's you know, a known commodity, but this is, this was a whole new level for him and, and a, a nice big breakthrough. Now it's interesting that, you know, he, he's listed as a front runner, uh, by, by gold derby. But honestly, when you look at, you know, Kyle McLaughlin, 
Benedict Cumberbatch, Al Pacino. I'm giving it to Cumberbatch right now. I'm not kidding. He is amazing in Patrick Melrose. And and this is somebody that we've seen, you know, in big Oscar contending movies. He's, he's you know, obviously very popular um, as Sherlock Holmes. But this is um, a dramatic role and a comedic role, actually. Um, that's, um, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever seen him do. Uh, and that's saying a lot. And he just uh, didn't he just save a life? He, he like, that's right. <laughs> he's in the press. Someone who was getting beat up and uh, you know saved the day. So he's also uh, you know Heroic. a true hero, uh, a, a global treasure. So you know <laughs> no, you got to keep. Al Pacino, you can't underestimate, I suppose. And I thought Antonio Banderas was superb in Genius Picasso, better than the series itself. Yeah, so he he definitely needs to be in the mix. Uh, Jeff Daniels, of course, uh, Looming Tower. Uh, don't uh, count out Jesse Plemons uh, from Black Mirror. Uh, you know the uh, uh, you know episode, episode. I don't know if we can call it an episode. We, it's we an episode, it which I find very interesting that one episode uh, from Black Mirror could compete with these miniseries and, and movies, it's, it's, it's really an episode, <laughs> although I understand it's almost an hour and a half. But still, it's, it's one of those real asterisks because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, so it's the USS Callister episode, which it's was great. You know, the, it's the standout out yeah. of the season. And Plemons again, is amazing in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, and, we see him in a way we've never seen him before, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, he could be in the mix. Um, you know, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan from Fahrenheit 451, uh, 451. It's kind of the same thing that we were talking about earlier. It's, uh, you know, it was late in the game, so it's on top of people's minds, but it could be hindered by those really lackluster reviews. Yeah, I think so. I do. Uh, again, I'm not sure where the alienist falls. There's Daniel Brühl. Um, and I still have to catch up with some of these things. I haven't seen the terror. I'm looking forward to it. So Jared Harris is on this one. And then I loved Matthew McFadden in Howard's End. He was fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, you know, other, we got Michael Shannon again, uh, you know, this time for Waco, but, uh, you know, that's, this is a tougher category than supporting, um, you know, someone who, you know, really did a fantastic job, uh, was John Legend as, uh, you know, Jesus Christ on Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, he sung his face off. Um, <laughs> Indeed. He, he was, he was pretty fantastic in that, but yeah, you know, that right. might, might get lost in all the, uh, the scripted, uh, you know, miniseries that, that are competing here. So. All right. So if we go to actress, um, uh, in this case, we have Jessica Beale leading off for, the Sinner, which I confess I never saw. Is, is, this, is this really the front runner? I think it's a possibility. Uh, you know, it was a hit. She was fantastic. She's also executive producer on the show. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, a nice uh, kind of sleeper hit for USA. Uh, so definitely in the mix. I mean, who knows about front runner, but definitely in Do the mix. Do they have cred? Do they have real um, gravitas? Or, or is that irrelevant? I think I think the sinner does, um, and I think she does. So, okay. so I think you know I think it's definitely you know a, a contender for a nomination for the a win. Tale well, certainly has gravitas. That's the one Laura Dern starred in that was debuted at Sundance, and it's a true story, uh, the the filmmaker's uh, story of of sexual assault um, from when she was young. Yeah. Uh, so that I would say that has high drama. Yeah, uh, as does. Top of the Lake China Girl, Elizabeth right. Moss. Elizabeth so, Moss, for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, so you know she could once again be uh, you know in in the hunt for both uh, you know drama actress and uh, limited run. Movie and Michelle Dockery is very good and very different from uh, the the role she used to play in Downton Abbey as a a pistol packing frontier woman <laughs> and godless. Um, uh, she's, 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 I can't, I don't know that that is the way Emmy voters are going to go though. I think no. Haley Atwell would have a better shot from Howard's end, more, uh, British bonafides, uh, more range, more, more, uh, more dialogue, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Yeah. And really carried that and, and really made you almost forget about the, uh, the, 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 the old Howard. Imagine. Movie. I mean, that's yeah. how good it was written by Kenneth Lonergan. And, um, it's, it's, I think Haley Atwell really, really delivered on this one. Uh, really good. Um, Sarah Paulson, you can never discount for American nope. horror story Cult. always, always a fave. So she's, she's in the mix too. And, uh, and then who knows, there's all sorts of other, names in the mix too uh you know edie falco for menendez murders you know that's that's one that uh you know a lot of people were looking at as maybe that was going to be the next people versus oj but never really made much of an much impact about it yeah that was the the law and order series uh and uh as far as we know there you know it was going to be a franchise law and order true crime but uh we haven't heard of any more beyond that so Kristen Milotti or Millie how do you say it Milioti yeah Milioti superb in Black Mirror and for me in in again in USS Callister she was a discovery for me um does a breakout discovery end up winning a category like this um, I mean, she potentially gets nominated, doesn't win, but, uh, you know, it'd be great to see her nominated. Okay. And, um, and then we have Regina King from seven seconds, which is another Venus Sud series. Uh, she had done the killing and I quite liked this series. Um, but I don't get the sense that a lot of people watched it, but well, she's a favorite, I... isn't she? Always. Well... She, normally, yeah, but but you know, seven seconds was canceled, so that's that's a tough road to hoe when you have a show that uh, you know people aren't going to want to invest well, in. Well, they know it was that it's a over. limited series. Then, if it only right, plays right. one season, should it be punished for that just because they didn't continue it? I mean, I don't think it should. It has be punished, an impact, but it does have an impact because it does have a you know p- people it know this a loser was... instead of a winner. <laughs> exactly. It's sort of yeah. It's hard to forget. So, so I think that does impact, and that's why she's not higher up. All right. And then if we move into uh, the next category, which is TV movie, led by USS Callister. Yeah. Wow. Now once again, Black Mirror, which not won the movie. category last year, not a movie. And yet they get away with it every year, and it uh, you know it's a nice feather in Netflix's cap, and and uh, you know I I do wonder if at some point this is going to have to be a longer discussion on how do you get away with you know allowing these anthology episodes to be uh, entered as as movies. Yeah, I agree. And there's Fahrenheit 451, which I suspect will move down, and then The Tale, which is uh, I think a strong contender, Paterno. Not so sure. Flint. I, this is the first time we're seeing Flint. What did you think about that? Yeah, because, uh, you know, very important and, and timely subject matter. Uh, I, I don't think it made as much of an impact as a Lifetime movie, which which unfortunately Lifetime just isn't, you know, often in the running for these kinds of things. 
And, uh, you know, I think it's that, that, that hurts it a little bit. Queen Latifah, you know, is entered, uh, in the acting categories, but isn't really considered a contender. But I think the story of Flint itself is important enough that it may at least get a nomination out of it, especially since there aren't a ton of contenders, which is why, uh, you know, most of the ones we're talking about here will get nominated. Paterno, absolutely. The Tale, absolutely. Fahrenheit 451, absolutely. So it comes down to those final two. Even uh, with those bad reviews. Even with those bad reviews. Well, what I'm seeing in this category is there's literally 14 contenders, according to Gold Derby. So that's very slim. That's yeah. very slim. So then we move on up to limited series where there are quite a few more. And as you can expect from what we've already been Looking at the uh, odds right now are in favor of assassination of Gianni Versace and yeah. Twin Peaks and Looming Tower and Godless and Howard's End and Top of the Lake. Then you have some room to maneuver. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd love to see American Vandal get in there. That's that's sort of uh, another sleeper hit. It's it's much more comedic than anything else. Uh, you know, really on this list, uh, you know, a parody of those true crime series like Making a Murderer. And uh, that would be great uh, to, to see that in the mix. It's just to kind of, you know, chop things up a little bit. But, uh, you know, The Sinner also in the mix. Uh, again, it was a nice surprise hit for USA. Uh, critically acclaimed. Jessica Biel, uh, you know, people really gravitated toward. Uh, it's coming back for a second season, uh, but, but with a new storyline. Bill Pullman will be back. But uh, Jessica Biel will kind of focus on executive producing it, but not uh, actually appear in it. Yep. It's the usual suspects here. Um, and uh, interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. I, I find um, I find this whole thing uh, kind of mysterious, to tell you the truth. It's, it's an interesting, because then you get to the actual series, and there's so many more than, uh, you're right, this is sort of slim pickings. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's limited run, but, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot of interesting choices. Uh, you know, uh, Patrick Melrose, like you mentioned, I think that's on the rise. Definitely. Um, you know, uh, our colleague Steve Green loves the terror. And, uh, you know, that's, that's getting some, some more attention, especially on the crafts side. Uh, you know, that thing will clean up in, in crafts, uh, at least with nominations. And uh, then you've got the second chapter of Genius, Picasso, like uh, we were talking about with Antonio Banderas. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, The Alienist, which... Uh, you know, right now it's it's listed as a limited series because they haven't picked up a second season um, and still don't know if they're going to. We're waiting on word. Um, well, yes. it's in their interest not to announce it until after the nominations go in. <laughs> if they're canceling it, yeah, better we yeah. shouldn't know, right? I mean, they should have thought of that with seven seconds. Well, and also better that, uh, you know, for it to compete in the much... Uh, uh, smaller limited series category. It's better to wait until after the the Emmy uh, mystery uh, unfolds, and then they can announce and and move into the series contention next year, which yeah. we've seen over and over again. And it's always there's hand wringing every year. I mean, that's what happened with Big Little Lies last year. La the last year, Big Little Lies dominated this category, and it will be back next year as a series. There it is. You know, playing games, playing hanky panky again. Well, <laughs> tell me, tell me something. Um, what kind of changes have occurred in terms of 
of, of different categories this time. Um, they keep refining and they keep changing uh, the rules. Um, what, 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 what kind of changes are, are you aware of that, that would make a difference this year? So actually this year was, was fairly light. Um, there had been some discussion of changing things up with first time series having their own category because, because there's so many familiar, uh, not in these categories, but more in the dramatic and, and all the different regular series categories where you just have the same familiar players over and over again. Is that something they're considering? It's something we bring up every year and, <laughs> you know, and they always, uh, you know, they, they, they kick it around. And actually that was once a category back in the seventies, but I think their feeling is there are already too many categories. So that they're always against this awards proliferation they talk about, but also the concern is ultimately most of those new series that would compete or the one that would win would also probably end up, uh, nominated in the regular series, uh, categories as well. So you sort of have duplication, and so, so, you know, yeah, that if, makes sense. If it's a big first year show that, you know, then it wins both best new series and best series and it kind of, uh, de- de- defeats the purpose. So I think that's why they've stayed away from it. I'd be much more the one, of course, that I always talk to you about, uh, that they need to do is to just expand the categories to 10 nominees and there's help. still, still not, no not necessarily in these categories though. As far as new categories this year, very light. Uh, you know, they added uh, a, a new costume category for period fantasy series. Uh, they, they added uh, directing for nonfiction programming, uh, split into two two categories. Uh, and, and they also split the outstanding variety special and special cast categories, class categories into outstanding variety special live and outstanding variety special pre-recorded. But yeah, not a big year for rule changes. Uh, they, they kept it pretty light this year. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate your continuing to edify us. And uh, we will come back next week uh, with the next series of digging into Emmy nominations. Sounds good. See you then. Bye.